We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. If Twitter implodes, it's like, where else do we go? You know, I don't know if Mastodon is viable with the way it works. I think myself and a couple other people have just said, we're going to use it for now, see how bad it gets. The priority is to get life-saving information out to the public, and not many other platforms have the reach of Twitter. So if we lose that, people are going to not be able to find what they need at the moment they need it. I do know a lot of people left. I got tons and tons of people saying, hey, thanks a lot for what you've done. I'm leaving because I just, you know, I don't like, uh, I don't like Elon Musk and what he's doing. From KCBS Radio, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current. And the recent storm and heavy rainfalls have been a reminder of the way so many of us get vital information immediately and share our status and share what we're observing with loved ones and interested parties alike. Yep, like it or not, Twitter still maintains a vital role during times like major storms, floods, power outages, and earthquakes. And here in California for years, Twitter's been a life-saving resource during wildfire season. But what happens if Twitter goes the way of the dodo bird? What happens if the reportedly flimsy technical infrastructure gives out? Or a trusted account loses verification? Or other less reputable accounts purchase verification? Or algorithms deprioritize vital information to users with specific political or social leanings? Or users based in certain areas geographically? My colleague KCBS reporter Chris Ancarlo has been covering wildfires in our state for years. And he's pretty dialed into fire Twitter. So he's been asking a lot of these same questions to key stakeholders and trusted sources of fire emergency information on Twitter. Chris, who were these folks that you talked to? Yeah, so the guys that I had a conversation with, they are all on Twitter. They're also on other platforms as well, but they're collectively known as disaster or fire Twitter. And the reason is that if there is a fire, these guys are manning scanners. They're listening to all the broadcasts. They're live tweeting all of that information. And it's something that grew up probably about, I'd say, four or five years ago. When I first noticed it was when I was covering the Thomas Fire uh, down in Southern California. I think that was 2018, 2019. Fact check me there. But um, that's when I noticed there were a few guys who were just consistently drumming out really key information and getting a lot of resonance from just casual followers on Twitter. And they built up a massive community. These guys all have tens of thousands of followers. So, What led you to reach out to them, and what did you learn? 
So over the course of the last few years, I've built relationships with a few of these guys, and it's men and women, by the way. And, uh, you know, we discuss sometimes just the way they process information, the way they get it out there. One of these guys, Ben Quo, he goes by his handle is actually his his ham handle, so I won't even try to pronounce it. <laughs> but he um, is notorious for actually having found a hiker who got lost in the San Gabriels based off of one photo. And he was able to geolocate that and get the information to uh, the search officials who then found that person within like 100 yards of where he was. Wow. So, you know, I, I reached back out to him and I was like, hey, man, like you are on this platform all the time. What are you going to do? Like, how, how, how does this sit with you? And immediately he was like, this is a really interesting question and we're trying to figure it out right now. It, it's a big question. It's a loss of a aggregated audience. And I do know a lot of people left. I got tons and tons of people saying, hey, thanks a lot for what you've done. I'm leaving because I just, you know, I don't like uh, I don't like Elon Musk and what he's doing. And um, and definitely people who said, hey, it's been so valuable to have disaster or wildfire information, but I just can't can't use the service anymore. So it, it's a problem. And I reached out also to a, another guy who his handle goes by Bark Flight. Uh, he's another one of these um, people who are just constantly tweeting out information. And yeah, he said the same thing. This is something that we're dealing with. We're trying to figure out where we're going to go. There really is nothing like Twitter for posting, okay, this fire's happening here. This is how big it is. This is where it's going. It's in a succession of, there's nothing else like it. And that provides very real-time actionable information. I don't see how you can get that anywhere else. So if we lose that, people are going to not be able to find what they need at the moment they need it. So then I'd have to think of something else. I honestly don't know where I'd end up, but I think myself and a couple other people have just said, we're going to use it for now, uh, see how bad it gets or what changes. If it gets too off the rails, then we're going to just do something else. But like I was telling you before, I, I do worry about, you know, Myself, like 16,000 people, the uh, California fire scanner is like a hundred and some thousand. You know, uh, I do worry about the people I've helped through this because they've said it's been invaluable at times. And so I kind of feel like I don't want to leave them behind in a way. So I don't want to do that. But at some point, if the, if the platform just collapses, what choice do I have? And then I also reached out to Stuart Paley, who is a photographer, a wildfire photographer. You've seen his work in National Geographic, Washington Post. He um, also has a book. And I, I wanted to get his perspective because he deals with the front lines of fire. These guys are often, you know, in a room somewhere. He's getting baked by the fire wow. and seeing their information yeah. and, and kind of deciding where to go based off of that or at least corroborating that information. Ultimately, that's what it's all about is getting timely information out and accurate information and not trying to supersede uh, official public information. Well, what happens then is, is, so the question is, where does that primary source come from? You know, if I'm not, if someone's not tweeting scanner info on Twitter or I'm not posting photos, where's that primary information coming? In my case, like, you know, reporters may have to go get it from what I'm posting on Instagram or what somebody's putting on Mastodon or, um, you know, watch duty app. But then again, then that makes it harder. Then you have multiple sources. So instead of one centralized source that we all sort of use, and there's sort of this, like, like you said, ecosystem, it kind of gets, uh, fr you know, fractionalized or disseminated into multiple platforms, which may impact the ability of for people to accurately and speedily report. And what are they concerned about? I mean, I, I think, 
you know, we don't have to explain in detail <laughs> a lot of the, the stuff that's going on with Twitter, mm. some of the ideas that Elon Musk has and is looking to implement in terms of verification and things like that, the problems and, and concerns about people who can essentially buy that blue check mark that we've all come to rely on for so many years. Uh, what challenges do these guys and women think this poses for them as they report out information, vital information, yeah. about fires. Obviously, in California, that's always top of mind. Yeah, first and foremost, they're afraid that the platform will collapse and it won't be there. And there's no other platform that can do what Twitter does. Yeah. And so they won't be able to get that information out. And these guys, listen, they don't get paid, um, you know, with the exception of Stuart. But these guys don't get paid. They're out there doing what they do because they are compelled to do it. They see it as a public service. And people respond. Lives have probably been saved based off the information oh, that they put out there. I think there. that's a very safe bet. And so they're afraid that, you know what, the platform isn't there, information doesn't get out the way that it should, and lives are put at risk. Now, a lot of them have migrated over to, uh, to a platform called Watch Duty, which is uh, an app that just launched this past year, and it's focused specifically right now on wildfires. I think they have plans to expand it. Uh, but the difference there is that that's very siloed, right? It's, it, it's just one yeah. thing, and you have to download it. You have to know it's there. With Twitter, a lot of these guys engage in conversations on all sorts of stuff. You know, Ben's a great example. He'll have everything from here's the latest fire info to, oh, here's what I'm growing in my backyard to <laughs> here's what I've re-engineered out of my radios to, oh, I've just figured out where they shot this scene of Star Wars if you <laughs> want to go take a look. Yeah. And it brings different people in. And that, that, that I think, cross uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pollination yeah. of information. Yeah. I think serves the public because it brings more people into the sphere of awareness when it comes to a disaster. Well, I think the integration too between you know citizen watchdogs and then journalists who build reputations with these guys. So you know that Ben, these guys are legitimate. So yep. as a journalist, you probably don't hesitate or think twice to to retweet that. Mm. So now all of a sudden it comes out from Chris and Carlo of KCBS Radio. Our reach is wide, and it's that we're a public service. That's what we're here to do. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point, and I think it's important. To to note as well that when I'm on the fire lines and I'm reporting out a fire and I'm looking for, you know, maybe where the most important piece of news is happening, I see them in real time putting that information yeah. out there. That augments my reporting. So what they're putting out there, I don't report as fact, but I'll go out, I'll corroborate and I'll say, hey, this is what's happening right now. And now that's a whole nother. I mean, you think about the, the audience that KCBS has, the audience that other news stations that I've worked for in California have. And... They go from tweeting one thing, and next thing you know, it lights up on Twitter, and then it really lights up right, once it hits, right. our, uh, hits our air. Yeah. So, again, th their main concern is that Twitter, for any number of, of reasons, be it lack of funding from advertisers, the engineering challenges that the platform is having, may cease to exist in a shorter time than they are maybe with like false information being put out there? Uh, part of it is part of it is a concern about false information. They've all raised the idea that you do have these public agencies, you know, the county that you live in, the state that you live in, Cal OES, for example, maybe the, the county of San Francisco or Contra Costa County puts sure. out a piece of information. Um, PIO officers exactly from right. any yeah. jurisdiction or agency. And they'll all say, listen, listen to them first. They're, they're the ones who are providing the official information. But a concern that's been raised over and over again is, well, what happens when they get you know, impersonated yeah. in a crisis. I, I like thinking of the the uh, Back to the Future too. It's kind of like you know the the scene where you have uh, Michael J. Fox, and all of a sudden the square is no longer 
a beautiful, you know, city square. It's got bikers and things are burning and there's bodies in the corner. It sort of feels like we've run into that. And I'm not sure, I hope it doesn't keep on going like that. But uh, at some point you go, boy, you know, I don't really want to be here. This is a bad neighborhood. And that's, that's, I think, when I would probably depart. You know, ultimately what happens is, is it creates a lack of trust in the platform. And if you have a lack of trust in the platform, it's going to steer a lot of people away. Because, for example, like, you know, reputation is important, accuracy of reporting. And if Twitter comes to be associated with, like, hate speech or neo-Nazis or ridiculous or huge politicization, you know, people like me may not want to be associated with that. And to me, the jury's still out on it. I mean, obviously, I'm very disappointed with what's going on, but I, I think it remains to be seen. There still are a lot of public... Uh, benefits to using Twitter. I mean, if you look at just the political reporting from the midterms. Listen, if I am evacuating my house because I've just seen something on Twitter that says there's a fire that's moving towards my home at a high rate of speed, a la paradise, and I don't have time to look at just the little handle that's underneath the the, the tag with the blue check mark, maybe I get a bad piece of information. Maybe I yeah. move in the wrong direction. Maybe somebody dies. That's the big concern right now. Yeah. Chris, interesting reporting. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Baker is a production of KCBS Radio. This episode was reported by Chris and Carlo and me, Matt Pittman. Editing and production and sound design by me, Matt Pittman. You can find more Bay Area stories just like this one by subscribing to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 